the memory of home can be too far away, in time, in distance, across the vastness of the earth or of the sea. It can fade or blur for us as the years pass, and there is often pain in that, too. In their dreams, some travel back to remembered voices, sounds, scents, images, but many do not dream or not of the place they came from, too much loss, too old and hard a sorrow. And some who have such dreams forget them in the morning's light where they find themselves. That can be a blessing. There will be others who cannot forget, who wrap themselves in memories as in a heavy cloak. They will walk a street in a far city at twilight and hear a stringed instrument down a laneway, and it takes them back. They might decide to go up that lane, towards where a spill of light suggests a tavern, or perhaps someone's home with a courtyard where music is being offered at day's end. Most often, they do not. They do not do that. Perhaps it isn't, as they listen, the remembered instrument from their childhood, nor the tune of a song their mother sang to them at bedtime after prayers. There are no orange blossoms here, no oleanders, mimosas, no jacaranda trees with blue-purple flowers. There might be fountains in this distant city, but not like the ones remembered from that time before they were forced to go away, uprooted like a tree torn from its earth. For someone else, their memories or the dreams pushed away at sunrise might be very different, but just as hard. From a time, say, before they were stolen as a child from a place with other sorts of trees and flowers, but home. There are many different ways for a home to be lost, and for the world to become defined by that loss. There are also many different ways into a tale. Whose voice, whose life will start it off, whose death? Where are we when the ship of our story moves from shore towards open water, past rocks that need careful navigating? Or where are we when someone does decide to walk up a darkening laneway towards the pool of music and listens at an open doorway and finds... These things matter for the reader or the listener, and so for the teller. They matter whether it is being written down on a creamy parchment bought in a canal-side bookshop in Sarasa to be set in type and printed and bound one day, or if it is being told to a smaller or larger crowd in the storyteller's quarter by the marketplace of some city, between the morning and the midday summoning to prayer. There are women and men here, ready to step forward into what light we have. There are others circling them with affection or malice, or doubt as to which of these will prevail. We might even go back, start with people expelled from their beloved Esperania, or to a girl taken by raiders from her family home far to the east of that land, or to the man who... But see, look now, even as we speak of these things, as we consider the differences shaped by choosing one opening note or another to play, there is a ship in the night, sailing without lights along a coast, the last lantern just now doused by order of the captain. They are laying into a shallow bay, on the long coast of the Madriti, not far from the city of Abenavan, but it should be far enough. They are alone here, 
under stars and the white moon, before the rising of the other one? Being unseen is imperative for what they are here to do. It seems as good a place as any to begin. The night sea, this bay, stars, moon, remembered music. We will act as if this is so. We will not set out to sea, after all. We will lower a small boat and send it ashore instead to a stony beach. Three men, one woman, a light breeze, spring night. Men waiting for them on that strand.